Rapid expansion? We're ready. Worker shortage? We're good. Anything can change the world of work. A celebrity buys the company. Depends on who it is. But relax, we've got ADP. From HR to payroll, ADP designs forward-thinking solutions to take on the next anything. This is Money Beat from the Wall Street Journal. Now from our studios in New York, here are Paul Vigna and Stephen Grosser. Welcome to Money Beats. Look at the week ahead. Paul Vigna, Stephen Grosser here in the studio in New York City. On a uh, this is the fall, Grosser. It is. It is now the fall. It is, it is now officially, officially, the, fall. officially the fall. Feels wow. like summer, but it feels like summer. Yes, still hot yeah. out, yeah. hot up here in the in the the Big Apple. It's Down a gorgeous in, day out. Gorgeous, absolutely gorgeous. And joining us from I'm sure equally gorgeous Washington D.C. Wall Street Journal economics reporter Eric Morath. Eric, I am sure it's just lovely. Down in the so I got a little bit of that July haze out there right now. So yeah, yeah, yeah but hot. yeah, no. Anytime you know you're in Washington and it's tax reform season, it's always lovely. Uh, is it tax reform season or healthcare reform season? I can't keep track of what you guys are doing all down the there. Above, days, all yeah. the above, all so, the uh, above. So this week, Eric, uh, yes, we know it feels like summer. It is actually fall. We had the Fed's big September meeting. That's off the calendar. What is on? The calendar. Big theme this week is going to be uh, inflation. You have uh, speeches from uh, ECB President Mario Draghi, uh, Fed Chairwoman Janet Yellen, uh, and some uh, inflation data from both Europe and the U.S. So I definitely will be looking at uh, how prices are moving this week. So what is the outlook for inflation? We've we we had the pullback in the summer. We had it come back a little bit in September, and but then last week when you looked at the Fed statement, the Fed's outlook for it, you know core it, it its preferred inflation measure was actually lower than it pre it had been. I think back in was it June? Right, right. Yes, it was. So. The outlook in the very near term for inflation at, at the headline level is to move up because gas prices had been edging up before a giant hurricane hit Houston. And after that, we saw some a lot of production come offline and saw gas prices around the country uh, rise. So on a headline level, the uh, inflation is going to look stronger in the near term this month, next month. Now, over time, you know, Fed officials are sort of grappling with, you know, when are we going to get back to their, you know, 2% target? Uh, they they thought we'd be there by now, essentially. And, and so now they've kind of think it's going to be a slower growth path. Um, but they do think with the global economy kind of starting to hit on all cylinders here, you're going to see uh, inflation come back uh, from the depths that we saw it reach in uh, 2015. You know, the funny thing is... We always talk about the Fed wants inflation higher. The Fed's aiming for higher inflation, higher inflation. And and if you're just an average person out in the world, it might seem like a head scratcher to you why anybody would want higher inflation. But I think it's it's kind of an important point. It's not higher inflation for the sake of higher inflation. It's because where the economy is now and the way it's structured now, correct me if I'm wrong, but it seems to me that the idea is that higher inflation is really sort of the tail end of more economic output. If the economy is growing sharply, inflation is going to follow and then the Fed can calibrate their policies because they know now that they've gotten the economy where they want it to be. Isn't that kind of what we're really looking for? Yeah. It, well, what is inflation? Inflation is, is the right. change in prices, yeah. right? So when uh, you know you can command a higher price for your product, that usually means it's in demand. So inflation, in some sense, is the Fed's demand signal. Mm-hmm. So when we were a couple of years ago, when things were slowing down in China and, and things were rocky in Europe, there was little demand, especially for things like um, you know oil and, and natural resources. And that helped push down prices you know, 
all over the world on, on a number of different products. So sure, it was nice to pay less at the gas pump as a U.S. consumer, but at the same time, it meant that just the global economy wasn't really uh, uh, clicking. We're, we've turned that has turned around in a lot of ways, and that's why the expectation is that that prices and hence inflation will follow. And you also need a certain level of inflation too, or I mean, at least the hope is that will help drive wages up, which have been struggling to really grow at the rate that the Fed wants. Sure. And and also a, a little bit of inflation helps, you know, businesses and yeah. homeowners pay down loans. I mean, there's it's, you know, having zero inflation sounds in theory like it's good, but it, it actually just means your economy is pretty much stuck in zero at neutral. Right. And, you know, of course, the, the I had an ulterior motive in going there because uh, the, the question then becomes, well, is the economy really growing? I mean, we've been promised that, you know, the economy is going to do better. Everything's looking better. Everything's great. Blah, blah, blah. Is the economy really growing? Well, uh, you know, we're going to get some fresh uh, revised GDP numbers uh, just reflecting the second quarter and then shows, you know, 3 percent, uh, maybe 3.1 percent growth. So. You know, for the course of this expansion, that's pretty darn good. And uh, it's going to be hard to judge based on disruptions from the hurricanes. But, you know, the expectation is that, you know, the economy could stay, you know, near that zone for the second half of the year, which which would suggest that, you know, we're maybe accelerating just a bit off that 2% line that we've uh, been stuck at for about eight years. I, I just want to go back to inflation in, in like specifically the Fed's meeting last week and what Janet Yellen said about inflation and the idea that the Fed, you know, it seems to be determined to move ahead with a rate hike by the end of the year, regardless or, you know, unless there's a major hiccup or a major sort of, you know, issue with the economy. Um, and it and seems to be ignoring the weak inflation data. Is that a fair assessment? Well, uh, you know, that's what I think I really look at this speech from Janet Yellen. And you, you heard in her press conference, she kept calling inflation a mystery. It's almost, I kind of got the sense like she doesn't exactly maybe trust these numbers or doesn't know why it's moving moving that way. So listen to the speech. You know, it could be one of her uh, homework assignment speeches, as uh, we sometimes talk about here. A few, maybe it was last year she had a speech about, you know, should we run the economy hot? And people are kind of, oh my God, Janet Yellen said run the economy hot. And she's like, no, no, no. I was just asking you guys all to research whether we should run the economy hot. But she's, I think, going to bring up some theories about inflation and, and sort of reach out to the broader economics community. That's This is like a big speech at an economics conference and say, like, let's let's figure this out. Let's see if the, we're measuring this right. Let's see if, uh, you know, what are some of the factors uh, behind this? So, so they're certainly, I don't think, really convinced that super low inflation is here to stay. Well, I mean, that was, I think the interesting thing is you had, you know, um, we've heard from the Fed for years now that, you know, the reasons for inflation to be so low were transitory. And it felt like on Wednesday last week that the Fed sort of threw up its arms and was like, we, we it's a sort of a mystery to us why that is, but we're still going to raise rates. <laughs> right, right. Uh, you know, I think, you know, they they do have their their path and and they seem to be reluctant to to change what had been a very well communicated yeah. path of three three rate hikes and I, I almost got the sense in my view from from this the past week with the fed was that we're going to finish the 2017 plan as we set out to and then maybe we're going to do less frequent rate increases you know going forward we will keep this up more on inflation and the economy you are listening to money beat from the wall street journal Robert Half Research indicates 9 out of 10 hiring managers are having difficulty hiring. Robert Half is here to help. Our recruiting professionals utilize our proprietary AI to connect businesses with highly skilled talent. At Robert Half, we know talent. Visit roberthalf.com today. 
For more insights, enable the Wall Street Journal skill on any device with Amazon Alexa. Get all of our podcasts, as well as the latest news and market updates. The Wall Street Journal. Listen ambitiously. Welcome back to Money Beat. Paul and Stephen here in the studio in New York City. Eric Marath in Washington, D.C. And uh, but before I let this go, I have to bring this up because, uh, again, you, know, you talk about where the economy is and how fast it's growing. What is that, what is that going to mean for inflation and wage growth? And the thing that, that I always tell people to look out for is coming on Monday morning, Stephen Grosser, and you know I do love it so. Oh, do you need a, me to give you a lead-in? A little lead-in might, you know. It's your favorite Chicago Fed National Acti- Activity My favorite index. economic indicator, the Chicago Fed National Activity Index. If you really want to know, is the economy going to pick up speed? I personally feel like the National Activity Index is, is a good barometer of that. And so far, it's not showing it. I have to tell you, folks. Uh, last month in July, it was basically flat. They they do a, a monthly one and they do a three month average, which is smoothed out. And that was at uh, it was. Let me. I'm actually looking at it. It was negative zero point zero five. Numbers at zero indicate trend. Uh, it, it's a, it's a fancy way of saying the economy is just growing at trend. It is just growing where it has been growing for a long time, which is why, Eric, I think that that 3% number for the GDP report got everybody excited. I don't think that's trend. And I think the economy is going to come down from there. And I think this whole mystery about when are we going to see faster inflation is not going to go away. You know, it does sort of feel like we're, we're seeing the same story uh, over and over again. Um, and then, you know, I guess what's changed, at least in the short term, is with the data that's trying to, to sort out how much the hurricane moved around, uh, right, you right. know, production loss in the third quarter and, and maybe moved to the fourth quarter. But yeah, at the end of the end of the year, I'd be I would be shocked if we got something higher than two and a half percent growth for, you know, for, the, for the year full, for the year. Yeah, right, right. And then there's the other sort of indicator that Paul likes, maybe not as much as the Chicago, uh, but it's durable goods. Oh, very important durable goods. And that's on Wednesday. How much do you think the hurricanes are going to impact that measure? Yeah, that one's a little bit harder to say. I mean, the hurricane should show up a little bit more so in the the following week with the factory orders because that includes petroleum refining. Mm-hmm. Uh, this is you know manufactured products, right. and of course, it's always moved around a lot by jets, right? But yep. you know, the key there is to look at the underlying numbers that kind of point at outside of aircraft, the business investment, that's been going pretty strong. Um, and sometimes people look at that as a leading indicator that the businesses are feeling better uh, about themselves. So I, I would kind of take a look at the, the underlying data and not, and not worry too much about the what's probably going to be a big swing um, <laughs> at the top of the, uh, at the top of the ticket. Right, right. I mean, and this sort of gets back to Jenny Ellen's obviously speaking, and she's going to be uh, the most important Fed official. But there are a lot of Fed officials speaking next week. How much do you think we're going to hear about their plan to shrink the balance sheet? You know, we've already talked a lot about inflation, but also another, you know, another rate hike uh, by the end of the year. Yeah, I mean, I think they're going to try to, you know, explain their case a little bit more, how they're, they're moving forward, get, you know, got the, you know, riding down the balance sheet out of the way. And, you know, moving forward in the next year, you know, where are they going? And I think that'll be the theme. You know, it's pretty early, right? Uh, you know, they're, they're not I don't think the expectation is that they would move on rates before December. So, you know, essentially a lot could change, lots of data to come out before then. So I don't think you get a clear direction on what they're going to do. But I think it's this will be more of a, you know, looking ahead for the next 18 months. Where are we going to go? Data dependent. Data dependent, as always. Uh, and then, hey, uh, Stephen Grosser. Well, I was just going to quickly 
Quickly, before. yeah. I was just going to run through. We have William Dudley, yes. Charles Evans, yes. Neil Kashkari on Monday. So that's a that's a big that's a big day, day too. Uh, do I see earnings on this calendar too? We have a few earnings. Couple is there, earnings. I mean, earn, say, is earnings season? Third quarter earnings season is still a few weeks away. Still a few. I mean, obviously, the third quarter has not come to an end. We still anything, have another week. Anything really Another big, few days. Notable. Um, we we have KB Holmes. I think Thursday is the most interesting day because we have KB Holmes. We have Rite Aid. We have um, BlackBerry. Oh, he's interesting. Is, is that still a thing? Yeah, it's That's, still around. Is that even still a thing? Um, and what else? Um, we have Toys R Us. That was in the news. Oh, last that'll week. be interesting. Yeah, bankruptcy. That was on Tuesday. Um, or is on Children Tuesday. of the World shocked Micron, Toys R Us go out of business. Micron Technologies on Tuesday. Carnival is on Tuesday. Darden Restaurants and Nike are on Tuesday. Yeah. So. It's, you know, there are. This is actually a reasonably busy yes, week for yes. earnings, and and not out of business. Toys R Us not going to, but they are going bankrupt, and there's a yeah. difference. They're yes. not closing down, kids. Don't worry, it's okay. You can still get your Star Wars toys. Uh, I'm talking for myself there, of course. Stephen Grosser, thank you very much. Eric Marath, thank you very much. Sure, glad to join you. And everyone, thank you for listening. We'll talk to you soon. The Claude Three Model Family by Anthropic is your one-stop shop for enterprise AI. Haiku is lightning fast and cost-effective. Sonnet strikes the perfect balance between skills and speed. And Opus sets new industry benchmarks for intelligence. Learn more at anthropic.com slash Claude.